This is episode one of the Polyglot Developer Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Raboy. Hey everyone, welcome to my first ever Polyglot Developer Podcast. This is the first of many great episodes where you're going to learn about concepts from mobile, web, and game development. I'm even going to throw in some stuff about Internet of Things, IoT, uh, and anything that I find particularly interesting and worth talking about. Uh, So you might have a question regarding uh, what is a polyglot. So a polyglot is a person who speaks, writes, and reads a number of different languages. So that's what we're going to focus on here. Uh, So, I mean, we could go anything from, of course, uh, different platforms, different programming languages, uh, different concepts. So it's just going to be a variety of things uh, that many people might face in their everyday lives when it comes to being a developer or a software engineer or people even wanting to get into that kind of field. Uh, So how will this podcast differ from other videos and blog posts that I've written? Uh, So many of you know uh, that I am a blogger, I'm a software engineer, I'm a developer advocate, uh, I'm a lot of things. So I do have a blog um, and I do have a YouTube channel. And on this blog and YouTube channel, I I write a lot of tutorials. Uh, These tutorials are very technical. There's a lot of code involved. And that's where the difference is going to be between those two items and this podcast. This podcast being audio only, I can't go ahead and talk about code. Uh, So this podcast is going to be strictly concepts and uh, introductions and information uh, that probably wouldn't make sense in a video or on a written blog. It it might, uh, but that's where the difference is going to be. Uh, One of the great things about this podcast is it's going to give you the opportunity to ask me questions. So at the end of every podcast, I'm going to go ahead and ask for questions. And then when I receive those questions, I'm going to go ahead and answer them on the following podcast. Uh, So it's a great way to get your question out there and then have it heard by not only other people, but have it answered by myself. Uh, In addition to questions, I may go ahead and seek out guest speakers, so it won't always be me on these podcasts. Uh, I will be inviting other people who are either bloggers or software engineers, people that I've met around, whether that be conferences, uh, on Twitter. Uh, It doesn't really matter, but these are people that I find interesting that I want other people to hear Uh, what they have to say. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this first episode. Uh, This first episode is going to be regarding uh, what it takes to build an application. So what are the requirements for building mobile applications in this case? Uh, So it should clear up a lot of things. And then I definitely recommend that you ask me questions afterwards. With that said, enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a look at what it takes to build a mobile application nowadays. So what are these requirements that you're going to face as a mobile application developer, and whether that be Android or iOS or maybe something in the middle? Uh, So this podcast is going to be broken up into three parts, and these are three parts that I feel are necessary uh, when developing these applications. Uh, So the first part being uh, the planning phase, um, more along the lines of, well, what do you need in a mobile application? The second part is going to be the execution phase. Uh, So what do you need to build a mobile application in this case? And then finally, uh, it's going to be the post phase. So it's kind of going to be the growth phase. Uh, So for example, what do you need to drive the success of your launched application? Uh, So starting with the, well, what do you need in a mobile application? What I mean by this is, well, 
what kind of mobile application do you want to build? That's the first thing that you got to ask yourself. So are you going to be building a utility type application? Are you going to be building a, a game? Uh, what are you going to be building exactly? Uh, so once you have this specced out on what it is that you want to build, you need to figure out who your target audience is. Is this target audience going to want what you're building? Uh, Maybe you're building a utility application that offers something technical. Uh, so is your audience aimed to be a technical audience? Uh, it probably should uh, because the general population may, may not find usefulness in this technical type application that you're building. Uh, are you aiming to release this application to children? Um, there's, there's tons of different audiences and you, you need to really make sure uh, does this align uh, with the application that you want to build because ultimately if, if they don't align uh, your application may not be successful. Uh, the next thing that you want to be able to think about in your planning phase is will this application work with online data? Uh, I say this because well you may have this great idea for a mobile application but it may require data that you don't have access to. So if this data is available online is this public data? Are you able to access it? You have to figure that out. Um, and if this data is maybe non-existent, um, are you going to be able to create a service that gets you the data that you need for your application? Uh, so you have to ask yourself, are these services in place? Um, and is remote data required for the application to function? Uh, because maybe you're developing an application that only works with this remote data. Um, so if, if, of course, this data doesn't exist to you or is not public or is maybe not free or cheap, um, that's, a, that's a major deciding factor when developing your, your application. So more along the lines, this is going to be the grunt of what, look, what we're looking at is what does it take to build an application? What do you need to build an application? So first off, you have to ask yourself, well, what kind of hardware is needed to develop these mobile applications? Uh, as far as hardware is concerned, you don't need a whole lot. You just need a, a PC, laptop, or desktop. Uh, you can't really use tablets or mobile phones to develop mobile applications. I know a lot of people may argue this because there is uh, such a thing as hybrid applications or hosted solutions that will do this for you. Uh, but rule of thumb, you definitely want to have some kind of computer uh, that is meant for, say, typing and processing. Uh, the tablets, although very powerful nowadays, uh, still won't really accomplish this job. Uh, so you would need something like a Windows uh, PC or a Macintosh uh, or some, some kind of Linux operating system. So that that's kind of brings us into, well, what kind of software do you need to develop these mobile applications? Uh, like I said, uh, Mac, Linux, or Windows will work but, for example, if you're building iOS applications, Apple is very strict on this. You need a Mac computer uh, to be able to build iOS applications. If you're using a Windows or a Linux computer, it will not work for developing iOS applications. And that's as of right now. I, I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. I know that Apple uh, open-sourced their Swift programming language. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be able to publish applications on any, uh, any operating system. Uh, in terms of uh, Windows applications, as of right now, uh, you do need a Windows computer for doing that. 
But if you plan on developing Android applications, the good thing about Android is you can use uh, pretty much any operating system to develop these applications. So if you're using, say, Ubuntu Linux or Mac OS or Windows, you can use these three operating systems and be able to build Android applications without issues. Now, take, uh, now we're going to go down to, uh, well, what kind of hardware do you need for uh, testing these applications? And the bottom line is you don't necessarily need any hardware because in each of these operating systems, you can download a simulator or emulator, uh, which is most of the time free, to be able to test your applications in a near-perfect uh, environment. I say near-perfect because hardware devices, actual devices, will always get you the best experience because that's what people are going to be using. But nowadays, these emulators and simulators uh, are very close to the real deal. Uh, so uh, you can get away with a software uh, emulator, uh, or you can get away with a hardware device. So maybe you can go pick up a cheap uh, mobile phone from your local store, maybe eBay or Craigslist. Uh, I know often when I develop applications, I go on Craigslist and I can usually pick up a, a cheap phone for maybe uh, $20 versus going and buying the most expensive phone out there, which I don't necessarily need for testing. Uh, so. What kind of mobile applications can you develop? Uh, well, like I said, the, you can develop iOS and Android applications as well as Windows Phone applications, but there's a little more to it. So you can actually build native Android and iOS applications, and that's uh, using two different programming languages, uh, or three. Um, or you can build uh, hybrid applications, which use a lot of web technologies like HTML and JavaScript, or, or even other languages as well. Uh, so for Android, if you wanted to build native Android applications, what you would need is you would need to use Java. Java right now is the native programming language for powering uh, Android applications. Uh, in terms of iOS, you can actually use Objective-C or Apple Swift. And like I said earlier, Swift is actually open source now. Apple has open sourced it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, of course, you'll be able to publish applications on any operating system. And then, uh, of course, for hybrid applications, uh, you can use JavaScript and HTML or JavaScript and XML, uh, more of the web technologies. It, it's not necessarily a web application, uh, but I like to classify this as you're using web technologies to build these mobile applications that you release to the app store. The final thing that you'll need in, in the execution phase is, well, you have to analyze how much is it going to cost to publish your application to the mobile app store. So as of right now, uh, there are different price lines for different app stores. Of course, there's many app stores. So for example, if you wanted to release your application to Google Play, you would pay a one-time fee of $25. Google Play will allow you to submit Android applications. As of right now, if you wanted to submit applications to iTunes, so that way people can download the, uh, your app on their iPhone or iPad or even iPod Touch, uh, iTunes, as of right now, costs $99, and that's per year. So it's not a one-time fee. You're paying Apple uh, for as long as you want your applications to be up on their store. Uh, another store would be the Amazon App Store. Uh, this case, Amazon allows you to release Android applications. 
Uh, and Amazon actually doesn't charge any fees. So for zero dollars, uh, you can release your application to the Amazon store uh, and have anyone who uses a uh, Kindle Fire or Android device, if they have the Amazon App Store installed on their device, to use your application. Uh, so for the Windows Store, the Windows Store, of course, will allow you to publish your Windows Phone applications. Uh, as of right now, the Windows Store charges $19, and that's per year. So these are all fees that you have to account for in your application. So will you be able to afford these fees? Do you think your application is going to be profitable if you pay this amount? Uh, and of course, this is a requirement for building and releasing an application. This brings us to the final uh, requirement, and this is, of course, driving the success of your application. So once you release an application, you are not done. There's still more to it. Because when you release your application, you're competing against millions of other applications that exist on the App Store. Uh, so the chances are that your app will get discovered is very low. You have to go out and you have to market that application. You've got to spread the word on your own uh, because it will not happen uh, automatically by the App Store. Uh, so how do you get the word out? So there's, there's several uh, different ways to get the word out. Uh, so, for example, you can use social media. This is my personal favorite. So you could release your application to the App Store, and then you could, say, tweet about it on Twitter, or you could post it on Facebook, uh, Google+. There's, there's tons of social networks out there, and tons of people are actively searching these social networks for information, and that information can be about your application. Uh, you could also submit your application to be reviewed. There's various review sites uh, I would not recommend you pay to have somebody review your app. Uh, that's a bad idea. And by review sites, I don't mean they go into the app store to review your app. I mean, they. it's usually a blog, and they'll blog about, well, is your app any good? Uh, so this could drive traffic to your app um, and the overall success of your application. Uh, you could also create your own blog. Maybe you have a blog that's running. Maybe it's a popular blog that a lot of people read. Uh, this is definitely a good way to get the word out about your new application, try to uh, drive a successful product launch. Uh, there's, there's other ways to do it. So you could do advertising. I am not necessarily a fan of advertising. Uh, and by advertising, I mean use Google AdMob uh, to create an ad. So that way, other people who display ads in their app uh, your your ad will show in their app and possibly drive traffic. I've found this to be a very expensive approach and the returns are not so great. Even if you have a free app, I, I never personally found the downloads to be all that great for what I've paid. Uh, but this is just one of many different advertising outlets. Uh, for example, I did try uh, Twitter advertising, which was uh, a little more successful than Google AdMob for me. Uh, I also tried Facebook, which uh, was all right as well, but it was never really anything that I found awesome. Uh, but maybe you'll have a different experience for, uh, for your own app. My apps maybe didn't meet the needs of the particular audience. Um, yours may be different. It's definitely something to try uh, in addition to, of course, social media or blogging or anything along those lines. Uh, another thing to actually drive the success of your application is when it's released, when you're getting when you're getting buzz, people are going to download your app and they're going to leave feedback. 
the feedback may be good, it may be bad, uh, they maybe they found a bug in your application, uh, and maybe they didn't leave a five-star review, or maybe they did. It, it, it doesn't really matter. If people have left you feedback, um, it's a good thing if you respond to that feedback, whether leaving a nice comment back as a reply, uh, say for example, Amazon and Google Play will let you leave replies to feedback, uh, or if it's a feedback maybe showing that there's a bug, uh, you definitely want to go and you want to fix that bug. You want to show your users that you care. When you show them that they that you care, they're going to go ahead and they're going to share your app with their friends because they found you and your app and your service uh, to be quality. Uh, and this is definitely a great way to drive your application. Uh, so there's a, there's more. You There's all obvious uh, more minor pluses that you can do uh, for building applications nowadays. Uh, but I just gave you three major topics on what you want to look out for. So again, just to repeat, you want to figure out what you need in a, in a mobile application, who your audience is, and is everything available to you. Uh, then you have to decide, well, what do you need in a mobile application? Do you have the correct hardware? Do you have the correct software? Um, do you know the appropriate programming languages for building these applications? Do you have enough money to deploy them to the app stores? Uh, and then you obviously need to spend time marketing and growing your application so that way people can find it. Uh, and then one day, hopefully, it will be so large that you won't need to advertise it anymore because people will advertise it for you. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed my podcast episode regarding the requirements for building mobile applications. Uh, I'm sure that many of you probably have a ton of questions. That's great. I want you to send your questions to blog.nraboy.com slash podcast hyphen questions. And I'm going to go ahead and include that link in the description of this podcast episode. So that way you can go ahead and log in and send me uh, your question. And I'll go ahead and answer that question on the next episode of the Polyglot Developer Podcast. In addition to that, uh, if you're listening to this podcast through iTunes, I would definitely appreciate it if you left this podcast a five-star rating. And then if you left it a review uh, saying something nice about the podcast, that'd be very great because then it gives other people the opportunity to go ahead and check out my podcast and learn from it as well. If you did enjoy the podcast, uh, I also have other material on my blog in case you're unfamiliar with it. It's blog.nraboy.com, as well as my YouTube channel, uh, which is uh, going to be included in the description of this particular podcast episode. And that concludes episode number one.